This is part two of Kingdom Impact in the Marketplace with Alan Garrett and Yvette C. Owens. There's a, a couple, some questions I had. Some of these came from the, from the back of your book. Um, so uh, one of them was, uh, a question on the back of your book was, are you performing every day yet not transforming to the greater you? Yeah. So I, I know that there's, there are people out there probably listening to this, and they're in the business world. They're either a business owner or they're in the, in the marketplace and ministry. Somebody wants to grow. They're not being the best best version of themselves. How do what what are they? What would you say to somebody like that that wants to perform better? How uh, how would they how that how do they go about getting unstuck? So I'm going to first say discipleship is not just in the church. Mm, good discipleship is again our assignment is our assignment. My assignment is, and you said it earlier. I have a lot of assignments. But one of my assignments is to carry the glory of God into the business realm, mm. right? So I have to perfect those things concerning my assignment. We keep, I remember my dad who was a musician and um, he put out a recording and the guy who was working with him in the studio said, your dad, I'm surprised at the age that he is. He continues to practice. He yeah. continues to work on his craft. We have to do the same thing. Continue to work on mm -hmm. our craft. Continue to become better business leaders. We read more. We um, don't Good. be offended by if it's not a non-Christian that's putting out information that can help mm -hmm. you. Because again, we when it gets inside of me, it becomes kingdom. Mm -hmm. So that information becomes kingdom when it comes in me because now the Holy Spirit has freedom to translate it so mm -hmm. that I can make it even greater than what the person who might not be kingdom would have done with it, right? Um, so we have to, one, be disciples. Be disciples of your craft. Be disciples of your industry. Be disciples of your assignment. And mm -hmm. two, apply it. So too often we go and we just learn and we learn and we learn and we learn and we learn and then you don't do anything with it. Yeah. We have to apply it. We have to, like we were doing earlier, right? We have to practice. Mm -hmm. We have to use it and, and use it immediately. Just That just-in-time um, learning is not just for work. It's for everything, just-in-time. How do I apply it? There's somebody mm -hmm. that needs to do, hear from you. There's somebody needs mm -hmm. to see it. And so the other way is if I'm helping someone else, because you know as a teacher, when we're teaching, we're still learning. Mm-hmm. Right. So yep. I, I'm still transforming as I'm teaching. So when I'm if I'm absorbing more and more information and learning my craft, learning my skill, and then I'm teaching it to someone else, meaning mm -hmm. I don't have to take a classroom in the front of the room. But mm -hmm. if my peer or I'm leading a team and some of my team members need some help, I can help them become better. And as I'm helping somebody else become better, I become better. That's true. I've learned so much from teaching. Mm. I it's funny I um I I teach math now uh, I, it's one of the classes I teach is a, is a math class and when I was in uh, Sacramento I taught mostly math I taught algebra wow do you know that I don't that I didn't have a single math class in college wow okay so what happened <laughs> yeah, you're looking at me going what especially with How this new that? especially with this new math right yeah well the, especially the junior high level it's not right. too bad but um. What happened is uh, 
I, when I was in when I was going into college, I had a hard time my senior year in in the pre-calc stuff in, in in high school, and then I went to college and they wanted to put me straight into calculus, and I was going, I can't go straight into calculus. I I didn't get what I just learned, and so I opted to take a I was a biblical studies major, and I opted to take a science class instead that met the requirement. Oh, gotcha. And then I I started teach substitute teaching. In, in the schools in California at the time, they were short on special ed teachers and math teachers. So I started subbing in the math classes and I took one long-term position at a school that was an inner city school, had some really rough kids at a, at a junior high. So mm -hmm. junior high, rough gang kids. Right. Uh, uh, and um, so uh, I, I taught math and I taught it so much that I became really, really good at teaching it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when I, got my special ed credential a lot of the special ed positions were, were teaching math and I, I can do that and so I just started doing it and I had so much experience teaching math that I was no child left behind qualified to teach math <laughs> so, in, so in, in California yeah you're bringing up a really good point yeah. take that stretch assignment right mm -hmm. that one that yep. you have no you have no idea Mm -hmm. how to do this but it's take it on it, take it on i can't mm -hmm. tell you so i was i liken it to i was my furnace wasn't working right and so i was like god i don't know what to do and i heard him say mm -hmm. but i do how how important is identity having the right identity to being successful in business you have to know who you are and part of that whole journey through the time when working with the witches and everything, and even all the things, it was, I wasn't solid in who mm -hmm. I was. You know, I knew what I did and I knew where, what I was taught, but to really know that you know, it has to almost get to the point where, and if you're a parent, you can relate to this. Somebody might come to you and say, your kid did X. And you're like, what? Cause it's like something totally odd. Mm -hmm. And that's because somebody can't tell you what your kid didn't, because you know your kid. Mm -hmm. And you yeah. can your response can be, my kid might have done this and that, because we're not blind. Our kids aren't necessarily perfect. <laughs> That's true. Right? My kid might have done this and that, but they never will do that. Right? And so you have to know yourself. You have to be confident in who you are and continue to grow in that every day so that no one else can come to you and tell you who you are. Because if you don't define who you are, somebody else will. Another question on the back of your book, which is very similar to what you're saying there, is how do you gain security in an insecure environment? Yeah. Again, you have to know who you are and you have to know why you're there. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to know that I was on assignment not just to get a paycheck and to feed my family and to, you know, mm -hmm. build a career, but I had to really know, well, this is a bigger thing than you, especially as kingdom people. This is a God thing. Mm-hmm. This is a God thing. And so um, understanding that. So when opportunities came and people came, I was in a conversation and people would either talk to me and start sharing. I would, the Holy Spirit would prick my mm -hmm. conscience to say, this is a moment you don't want to miss. I don't yeah. want you to miss this moment. And so you become more aware of those things. Um, but again, I had to know who I was. And in business, we can get so lost in thinking I have to separate business mm -hmm. from kingdom. The moment you try to separate business from kingdom, you're lost. Mm -hmm. You have to walk in, if, and if you're in the business world, you have to walk as business and kingdom. 
a business kingdom person, a kingdom mm -hmm. business person. You have to be able to blend those two. And that's a part of the identity too. Mm -hmm. Same thing in education. You have to walk as an educated kingdom person yes. or a kingdom educator, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you're into culinary, you have to walk in that space because Holy Spirit will give you recipes that will be healthy and taste good mm -hmm. and have people running to your restaurant. So, um, yeah, you have to know who you are and mm -hmm. why you are where you are. In in the Bible, there uh, there were people like Joseph that God gave kingdom strategies to 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 make the people around him their lives better. Exactly. And so we have to we have to believe that God is a good God and He wants to speak and He wants to use us to transform the world around us to use things that will make those people's lives better. Exactly. And you can't, so a part of the, a good point you're bringing up or that's coming to mind is God is using me. Mm -hmm. So in that whole journey for identification, don't get so consumed in this mm -hmm. is who I am and it's because of who I am. No, I, this is who I am. This is who he's, he's created me to be. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've gone and got the education. Yes, I've gone and, and I continue to perfect my skill set. But it's all because I'm being led by Holy Spirit to do so. And it's because he wants to use me in this realm. And so I've got to do the background work so that when that opportunity shows up, I'm ready for the assignment. A warrior, and a soldier doesn't mm -hmm. just come off of the street, off the bus and go on the battlefield. He has to go mm -hmm. through boot camp, right? So you have to be prepared for whatever you're going to go into. And too many of us just think, mm -hmm. oh, I can just show up and walk in there. No, because you're going to sound silly to the people who are already in that industry. And they're not going to receive you because they know you don't have the substance. We have to show up with substance. Ooh, good. Substance. And because then the glory of God can work through that. And uh, I think uh, in that there needs to be a genuineness and really wanting to help people in a positive way. Because if you're, if you're coming in with, I want to use people or a salesman, I'm saying salesman in a negative mm -hmm. type way, people can smell that a mile away. Absolutely. If you are there to use people, then, then uh, just shut your mouth. You're not a Christian. <laughs> just don't say anything. You know? exactly. I mean, I'm not sure what's in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just like, yep. um, I think that there needs to be a sincere wanting everyone around you to be successful. I remember uh, in in um, my my kind of I guess you would say corporate experience was was at the district I was at in Sacramento, and I started out like the second year I was a teacher. They made me a department head, and mm. I was like, I don't even know if I can do this job. I remember walking in uh, to the head counselor's office, and he was giving people looks like, is this guy allowed to make that decision? Mm. And by the time I left, I'd, I'd moved up the, the chain uh, to a, a program specialist and, and people had principals coming to me asking me, how do I do this? How, wh how do I get out of this? How, help me, right. help me, help me. And it was because I took on, uh, I lived out kingdom values. Mm -hmm. And I, I would come in and tell the people that were underneath me, I don't wanna, when I walk into your meeting, I don't want you to think, oh my gosh, a higher ups here. I have to worry about um, not messing up. Exactly. I want their first thought to cut to be in their mind that 
oh, I'm so glad this guy showed up because he's going to have my back and he's mm-hmm. going to help this meeting go well. Right. And when you have that kind of, uh, you build that into the culture around you where you're, uh, the first thing pe- pops in people's mind is this person is an asset to making me successful in my job. Then you have a voice. Absolutely. And you want to grow. So we're not saying growth is not good and to, to move from one level to the other. Mm-hmm. But the greatest testimony is if you're saying to um, your current organization or your current group to say, I'm now getting promoted because that's what we're going to go from faith mm-hmm. to faith, to glory to glory. Right. I'm now getting promoted and I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. And to have those people that you've worked with to tell the new people, man, you guys are really getting somebody good. You're mm-hmm. going to love working with Alan. You're going to love working with Beth. You're going to love working with John. He is mm-hmm. so fair. He brings, we can get a lot of done. You're going to get a lot done. That's the kind of testimony you want mm-hmm. to precede you into mm-hmm. the next place. And so we're not saying you shouldn't um, want growth. You shouldn't grow as far as God allows you to go into the organization or to whatever industry you're in. Go as far as he lets you because there's purpose in mm-hmm. every area that he's going to allow you to go into. But you want your reputation to precede you there. Make yourself valuable. Exactly. Uh, uh, there are a lot of tools out there. I remember going through an airport and I, and I saw a book on EQ, uh, emotional, uh, it's gotcha. emotional intelligence, and uh, I found it fascinating. So I read the book, and it talked about uh, how people that handle things emotionally and are in control of their emotions and, and ha- have a healthy emotions and deal with things emotionally well, mm-hmm. those are people that are, end up being more successful than even the people that are really, really smart. Exactly. I mean, uh, as far as like book smart. Exactly. And um, so I actually brought that into my classroom. I did, I did an EQ test. And I, I remember the first time at the school I'm at now, the, the principal walked in. He sat down and he was quiet and he mm. listened to my lesson. And he heard me teaching on this and he goes, man, that's really good. And he walked out. <laughs> and so it's just, uh, I was teaching my kids that because I, I teach in kind of an inner city school where they have, they treat each other poorly. Mm-hmm. There's some poor EQs going on right, in right. My, my school. So um, I'm teaching them that, that how you treat people and how you respond it, you don't have to like, if somebody insults you, you don't have to bash them in the face. Right, you right. can, you can, you have control over you mm-hmm. and you can respond well emotionally. Exactly. And you can respond in a way that will get you further faster. And so just having those kinds of conversations, I decided to develop myself. And so I've, I've listened to self-help. Mm-hmm. I've listened to leadership tapes. So do those kinds of things. There's podcasts. This this will be turned into a podcast. Subscribe to some podcasts. Subscribe to a vet's podcast. Yeah. Um, and just start getting some tools. And um, and there's, there's a lot of things out there. So just uh, hang around people who are heading the right direction. Um, and that brings me to another question is, uh, you coach, what role does coaching, you, you've been a coach and you've been coached. Talk about some, something about coaching. Cause that, that's a, yeah. So that um, can help. It, it can. Uh, coaching really does help. Cause one, you don't know what you don't know. And honestly, when you get tired of still trying to do the right thing to trying to be better and it's not working, you need help. <laughs> so we have to recognize when we need help. Yeah. I need help because this is where I expect to be, but I'm plateauing here. And so you reach out to people who are already where you want to go. They're mm-hmm. there for a reason, right? Um, my children know to come and talk to me because 
they want to get someplace or, you know, if they have trouble, well, they know at my age, I should have walked through that or I have enough wisdom to help them get through what they're going to go through. That's why we need coaches. Mm -hmm. So um, coaches can share. Um, and, and when I'm coaching with people, I'm sharing what I'm learning. So I'm being coached so that and my coaching can be more effective. Again, that great discipleship type mm -hmm. of uh, posture. I cannot be the best if I stop learning. I cannot be the best if I don't continue to develop and stretch myself, learn how to do podcasts, you know, even more, mm -hmm. more better, things like that. So um, coaching can be an extreme help for you. It's another giving and open yourself up to another person seeing into your world, not to tell you what to do, but to hear what you're saying, mm -hmm. hear where you want to go and provide some insight into what it's what you're saying. Let it come back to you with some additional ideas. And you'll be amazed. I, my, my clients are always saying, wow, this is so good. This is I didn't even think about that, that, you know, they're in the right mm -hmm. place when they say I didn't even think about that. You didn't. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need coaches. Um, I I don't think about a lot of things. And my coach, a real coach who is worth their weight, will be there for you in the moment. Coaches, think about coaches in sports, right? They're on the field with the players. They don't, they're not just in the locker room or in the gym and then send them out on the field. They're out there watching. So a good coach is going to be in the field with you. The good coach is going to be watching you. The good coach is going to be supporting you. Like the moms, right? I'm at, I'm at your game. I'm at your every game. I'm at the ballet concert. I'm there to see what you're doing, to provide insight, to see how you feel about what you did, and then um, go from there. So a coach is an invaluable, invaluable person an invaluable role to have in your life if you want to continue to grow. Um, uh, I'm looking at, uh, I'm going to try and look at the chat. So if you, any of you guys have questions uh, that are watching, um, either on Yvette's, uh, she shared, I think, on her page or on mine, uh, we'll try and see if we can find them. So make a comment in the chat. Um, uh, I'm looking there, Deanne, uh, Hendler said, yay, glad I caught this. And Joaquin Beza says, a whole lot of nothing going on. Laugh. I don't know what he's laughing about there, something. Anyway, but uh, I don't even know if that was a positive comment. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, <coughs> um, some of you may, may even be going, why is, why is he having like a business thing on a, on a channel called Wake the Giant? And I, I know a vet can answer this question. <laughs> And it's because the God wants to wake his church up and his church needs to leave the building. Mm -hmm. And so that means we need to have impact in the marketplace and we need to have a voice. And I could say, okay, yeah, go into your job and, and pray for the sick and preach at them, but it will have probably very little impact. Exactly. Because uh, you need to become uh, like if, if we become leaders and we have impact and a voice and we're making that business better and we're the greatest asset to that business, when we walk in that door, they know it, then we'll have a voice. Absolutely. I, I, um, I was at a school in Sacramento, uh, uh, Foothill High School, and I was a teacher. I got to do a Christian club and host it. And I saw kids healed, mm. saved, and delivered in my classroom. Yeah, uh, I didn't preach when I wasn't supposed to preach, if, if that makes sense. I didn't use my classroom 
as a platform, like I went, you know, all the time to preach because I wasn't allowed to do that. I w- they hired me to teach mm-hmm. and to make their lives better. And I did that. And because I did that and because I made the staff's lives better, I had a voice. Yeah, we're whole people. We're mm-hmm. whole beings, body, mind, and soul, mm-hmm. and spirit, right? And so um, people need to be able to have all of that taken mm-hmm. care of, even in the workplace. So again, like I'm mentioning over mm-hmm. lunch, you might be talking to a colleague who mm-hmm. is just struggling because his wife might be sick, mm-hmm. right? And he just doesn't know what to do, and he's mm-hmm. just sharing that. And then you start sharing some wisdom. And, and that's what so, they need. And that's just what they needed in that moment. Yeah. In that moment. So that's kind of why I'm doing this is because I think that the church needs to, we need to have healthy healthy business w- women and businessmen that are out there uh, bringing real values and, and, and impacting the marketplace. So that's kind of why um, if you're a business man or woman and you want to get in contact with somebody that can help you grow, Yvette can do that. She, she'll either do it herself or she'll put you in touch with resources because her heart is to transform the marketplace Absolutely. with kingdom values. So she has a book and I'm going to hold it up again. This is called uh, Conquering Corporate Enemies by Yvette. Am I saying that right, e- Yvette? Because <laughs> I talk sometimes with a. I, came, I grew up in in Arizona, so I might say Yvette, but it's Yvette. <laughs> um, so Yvette C. Owens, and so she's there. You could also contact her on Facebook. You could type in Yvette C. Owens in her book and find it on Amazon.com. Is there any other way if someone wanted to find you because they? There is my website called thediplomatchronicles.com, and my book is available that way as also. Um, and I wanted to just re- address the the point um, that you made. Now it's lost me. I lost it. It'll come back. Yeah, it will back, come, back. come back. Come back. Come, come back. back. Come back. Sorry. Um, oh, I know what it was. Um, we've been talking a lot about how we are in the industries that we're in to help the people there working alongside of mm-hmm. us. What I wanted to mention is that we go into business to provide products and services. Mm -hmm. And as a kingdom person, I look to support kingdom businesses Mm. because I can trust them. Mm. I want to be able to trust them anyway, Mm -hmm. right? Because I know that they're approaching their business from with godly principles. That's the Mm -hmm. assumption that if it's a kingdom minded business, then they're going to put out quality product. They're going to, produce mm-hmm. quality services. So we're not saying that you're in that place just to minister to the people around you, but you're mm-hmm. in that place to bring really innovative, creative thoughts that only Holy Spirit can give you so that the products that are being delivered are going to be far superior than someplace else, or the services are going to be far superior than any other place providing those same services. Or the culture of that business. Or the culture of that business, because we as kingdom people need to be treated well. We need mm-hmm. to be able to purchase quality products. And so we need you all there to be able to help those things come forth out of those businesses. So we're not saying business is not there to produce. It is most certainly there to produce, but we need to produce with a kingdom quality. And you can only do that with kingdom people in there. Yeah. Now, if you can combine the character and the, the hard work 
and the ethics and and all the knowledge you learn from business, uh, from listening to self-help tapes, tel- uh, tapes and all that kind of stuff, you can combine that with the power of the Holy Spirit mm. and and the Holy Spirit living through you. You'll have a great impact. And some people uh, that are listening to this may not understand uh, 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 what, what the anointing of the Holy Spirit does. But he in, in the Old Testament, he came on people for, for building the temple. Yeah. Um, he came upon Joseph. Everywhere Joseph went, he had favor. And and his businesses would would multiply. Whatever he was doing seemed to he was in prison and it, and it, and uh, there was something on him that was a quality that he would just rise to the top. And the Holy Spirit can do that. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I know he does it with me. I mean, there are times like I'll, I'll give you one story. Uh, I was in um, I was teaching, and I didn't even mention God in this whole in this whole thing. But the kids knew who I was. They knew they knew that that uh, I, you know I was involved in, in in church and stuff like that because there were conversations or whatever that would happen on the side or something. I mean, it would leak out, you know. But I was in this one class, and there was a. I'll, I'll use a different name. I'll say Tom. His name wasn't Tom, but it was close to that. <laughs> and he was a he was a sophomore. And uh, I remember one day he came into my class and he had shaved his head. Oh, wow. He was kind of a punker. And he had he was all dressed in black, black t-shirts, black skinny jeans, and he had two tufts of hair that were like in the front. It's all he shaved his head except for two tufts of hair, and they were spiked up like two little horns. Mm-hmm. He looked like a little demon sitting right. in my front row. I really liked this guy. He was, I mean, I saw I would have conversations with him. I didn't judge him. I just liked mm-hmm. him. He was, I mean, I really liked him. But uh, I remember one day he was in the back of the class, and I'm passing out tests. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a math class. So I was passing out math tests. And um, uh, his mom, uh, I, I, I remember, I remember he, he, was, he was a father. So he was a father, sophomore in high school, mm-hmm. had a baby at home, and he hated his mom. Oh and I remember I, uh, I was passing out tests, and I heard him say under his breath, uh, he said, um, my, fr- my baby's first words are going to be, mama's a bitch. Oh my. And I'm sorry that it's going to offend people because this is a, mm-hmm. you know, Christians might be listening. But that's, that's exact, actually what he said in my class. And, you know, and uh, I, another kid about two seats away, smarted off, and he said, he looked at me and he said, I bet you say that to your wife every day or something like that. It's kind of a smart comment mm-hmm. to me as a teacher. And I could have gotten offended at both of them. I could have sent one of them to the office, you know, right. for cussing or something like that, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I, this is how I responded. And I go, I have never talked to my wife that way. And I started describing some of the kingdom values that I was living out in my family, how I love my wife and how I love my kids and how I, I pour into them and the things that I say to them and things that I tell them. And then I, that, uh, you could just feel the Holy Spirit fall in the room. Yeah, yeah. And then I had, I remember another kid in the room goes, I, I don't think I know a family like that. Mm. Okay, so that's an example of, and that, th- that kind of thing can happen in business. Exactly. You don't have to, I mean, preaching the gospel is important, but it, it, in context, um, it, when you live out the kingdom values, then you have a voice. Exactly. Does it make sense? The, exactly. I had a voice. That, that gave me a voice with my whole class. So the same thing can happen in business where the, the Lord, the Holy Spirit comes on you and you can have something that turns a meeting. Mm-hmm. You can have something that brings healing in a company. You can have an idea that uh, the Holy Spirit gives you that changes the course of a company, that That's brings right. it from from near disaster su- to success. And those are the kinds of things of partnering with the Holy Spirit that I think that he wants to do 
with people in business, you know, and it, and it may be, you know, on a lunch break praying for somebody and, and God heals their ear because I've seen him do things like that. But right. it also might just be, here's a, here's a word of wisdom. Right. Or bringing the truth because in business, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of things you can, there's a lot of opportunity to, um, you know, pivot the information to tell the story mm-hmm. that you wanted to, to be told. But if you're in that room and you, or you're preparing that report or you're working with someone that's doing that report and they want to just flip the script just a little bit so that they can tell the story that they know the leadership wants to hear and you say, no, mm-hmm. I know this is not going to be favorable, but we can find a way to make this better. But we have to tell the truth, mm-hmm. you know, and and so um, you become more innovative just because you were ready to be in that position Mm -hmm. to tell the truth as opposed to, you know, telling a little white lie. No, a little white lie is still a lie and it only becomes bigger and eventually it's all going to be found out anyway. And so we have to really be able to, again, as you said, live out the principles, Mm -hmm. our lives, be the epistles, right? Let, our lives live out and tell the story of Jesus Christ. Tell the story of the goodness of God. Tell the story of the counsel of Holy Spirit in our lives. And others will be drawn. I'll never forget, I was sitting having coffee with um, a colleague, and we were talking and everything. And we weren't talking necessarily about the Lord. We were just talking about life in general. And she stopped and said, who are you? Because the language of my conversation, probably like that kid, Mm -hmm. like, I've never heard a family like that. Somebody will ask, who are you? And now the door is wide open for you to go to the scriptures, for you to share who you are Mm -hmm. in that way. Because they've seen enough of those principles walked out in your life life, that they're now curious about, how is that that possible? We should live values and live a lifestyle that's contagious absolutely the people when when they walk past us they can feel the presence of the holy spirit if you don't if you're in business and you don't know the holy spirit get to know the holy spirit he loves the marketplace exactly and he loves to give his children authority that's who he is and he loves to help his children grow to learn how to partner with him uh just and learn 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 how to be filled with the holy spirit learn how to learn to worship learn to pray um, he will partner with you to make your business better and 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 put, to be an ambassador. You can't survive without Holy Spirit. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times we prepare in business. You t- prepare for this meeting. You prepare for this presentation. You prepare for that. But when you're in the throes of that conversation and th- something comes up on t- that meeting that you weren't ready for, you need Holy Spirit to whisper in your ear the response that you need to give. And I can't tell you how many times that's happened when I wasn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know that this thing was going to come up because things are always changing just like in life. Good. Right. So just before you stepped into that room or a week before somebody in that room got some additional information that you did not have. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to bring it up. Should they have brought it up before? Absolutely. But they took the opportunity to wait, laying in wait, laying, laying in the crutches to bring it up when you are now before all these people in this room and Holy Spirit will prepare you with a response that will not leave you mm-hmm. feeling like you lost faith, right? Good. Not only that, but also putting another spin on it, another perspective, another strategy in the room that will make people have to think about another option. 
Um, we're getting up to be about an hour here. Sure. So what, I, what I'd like to do is I'd like to close in prayer. Let's pray. For, I think that there are maybe one or two or three people, four people, whatever, that listen to this podcast, and they're, and they're, the Holy Spirit's talking to them right now. Mm-hmm. And they want to grow in their ability to partner with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to, to become better at their job and to, to spot those uh, divine appointments, those mm-hmm. things where the, where the word of wisdom is needed, where, the, where something is needed. They want to grow in partnering with the Holy Spirit. So why don't you lead off and then I'll close. And we'll just pray, f- pray for them um, and, and we'll close. Sure. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the giftings that you've given us, God. We thank you for creating us to be the creatures and the new creation that you've given us, God. You called us to be uniquely fashioned in your likeness, God. Mm -hmm. And so you are so multifaceted. How dare we think that you are only just one dimensional, God? So we thank you for your multifacetedness. We thank you, God, that each of us help bring up and make up that, God. And so I speak to the lives and the minds and the spirits of every person who is in business, who wants to do better, Mm -hmm. who wants to excel, who wants to be able to not only produce great products, but services as well and to help the people around them who show up every day with some issues that might have happened in life or Mm. might have happened at home God but they still want to show up doing their best as well I pray for sensitivity of the Holy Spirit to know how to interact with each one of each person that we encountered God and now we need you more than ever God because we can't necessarily feel the aura of somebody over the virtual because we're all meeting with each other virtually now, God. But still, Holy Spirit, you can awaken us to even what's going on in somebody's life, God. And so that we together produce quality products, produce kingdom-minded services, God, Mm -hmm. that will help the next person be their greatest, God, transforming the world, God, transforming politics, every mountain, God, transforming the entertainment world so we can sit in front of the TV with our families and enjoy what's going on or even going when we are able to go back to the movies. I thank you for being having us all having the mind of Christ that you open up our minds to the greatness. God, there's so much more you Mm -hmm. want to show us there's so much more you want to bring into this earth realm so i thank you god for giving them leading them to the right people to be coached leading them to the right information that will feed their spirit so they become even greater in their field god whether it's business education wherever it is god that we be the best that we represent the god almighty the God all omnipotent, the God all omniscient, all knowing, all powerful, everywhere that we are right in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people in the right way. So I thank you, God, for transforming us to be even greater. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And if you're listening to this podcast, I believe in impartation. So um, if you're not, not if you're driving your car right now, but, but if, if you're in a place where you can do that, just open your hands yeah. and I'm just, I'm just going to ask the Lord, uh, just, just uh, impart something to you. So Lord, I, I just ask for anybody that want that's listening to this podcast, yes, that wants greater anointing in the yes, marketplace, God. that wants to move in divine wisdom and the ability to transform their, their yeah. place in a positive way that will benefit that place and also yes, bring God. your kingdom. I just bless you. 
I bless you with the, the power of the Holy Spirit. I invite the Holy Spirit to move in your life right now. And I, and I just bless you with anointing, with words of wisdom, mm. with words of knowledge, with, with, with healings, with uh, just business, anointing to do business, yes, um, anointing to communicate, um, anointing to be the best at what you do. So, Lord, I just ask for favor. Lord, like you gave me favor at a number of my jobs. Lord, I'm asking that yes. you would give the people listening to this podcast favor. Favor to grow in their job, favor to bless the the place, the workplaces they're in, and favor to be ambassadors for the kingdom of God. Just bless them in your name, Lord. We pray. Amen. 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 So we're gonna close now. This is the end of part two of Kingdom Impact in the Marketplace. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like, and share on social media. 